From New York City to Los Angeles, Powered Up Talk Radio is giving women of all ages permission to live the life they'd always dreamed of. Each week, Powered Up Talk Radio explores innovative ways to stay focused in a world that's experiencing dramatic changes. Find out who you are, discover your purpose, and challenge yourself to be all you can be, right here, right now. Here are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin. everybody, this is Sandra Beck and I'm here with Linda Franklin and we're visiting today with our, we should just call you our resident psychic because you're our go-to girl, you know, every time we have questions about things like this and predictions and we're going to talk today about coronavirus and kind of the, the spiritual aspect behind it, what we can expect, and what's going on. Now, Lori Johnson, you can find her at lauriejohnsonpsychic.com. She's in Dallas. Linda Franklin is in New York City, and I am in Los Angeles. So let's take a temperature of what's going around in the country. Linda, how are things out by you? Well, I think New York is probably um, the most miraculous state right now because we went from the worst infection of coronavirus just two months ago to now the lowest in the country. So whatever our governor made us do, um, it certainly is working. And um, we're going very, very slowly. We're not doing mass openings. Uh, We just went into phase two yesterday. But the streets are relatively um, quiet. The places are pretty quiet. Uh, I think people are still nervous because they're seeing what's happening in the rest of the country as they open up and the infection rate just skyrockets. So I think that we're, we're paying attention to that. And I, at least I know I am, and I'm not, I'm still sticking pretty close to home, just going out for the things that I need to go out for. So that's what I'm seeing around New York. Now, how are the streets empty? Are the cabs running? Are there, is, are things boarded up? What does it look like? Um, there's cabs and Ubers. Uh, things are, and, and things are, the traffic is starting to pick up again. Um, but the streets are, you know, certainly, I mean, time, it, when you see the, I haven't been up there, but when you see the, the shots at Times Square these days, it's pretty, pretty quiet. But of course, you know, we had all these marches too, um, probably for the last month. I think that they have started to quiet down. So between the virus, the marches, now we've got the hot weather. <laughs> it's like the perfect storm. <laughs> but, you know, New York is um, hopefully uh, the rest of the country will go take our lead and, and um, be careful. That's all. I think we just have to be careful. Sure, sure. Now, Lori, let's go down to Dallas, Texas. What, what are things like down there? Um, well, in Texas all over, uh, people really didn't shut down. Um, even in the shutdown, there are a lot of people that just you can't tell Texans what to do. So they just aren't told what to do. Plus, our governor doesn't mind keeping everything open. So traffic has slowed down, um, but not really ever stopped. Uh, we are getting uh, blooms here in all of the big cities and in some of the, the smaller communities outside of the big cities. So um, second wave of the virus is already starting, and I think that Texas is going to be hit pretty hard by it through the rest of the summer. 
So out here in Los Angeles, you know, we kind of have, uh, it's, it's hard, you know, California is such a huge state, just like Texas and New York, you know, so to represent what's going on, you know, there's big pockets, like my little neighborhood that we live in that are mostly first responders, fire and military, they tend to be very quarantined. We don't see a lot of people uh, mixing and matching and, and, you know, our gym opened, but our gym opened with pretty severe restrictions. You know, I'm a fitness instructor there and I'm at least 10 feet away from the bikes. And then the bikes are six feet apart. And they ended up using the room that we do Zumba and other classes in there that are not being held. They ended up putting the spin bikes in there. And we have had full classes. Now full classes means six people and they have to reserve, you know, sometimes three, four days ahead of time. You know, when you know the spin teacher is, is taking reservations, you take the reservations and you go. And um, we have all the doors and windows open and then the bikes are cleaned before and after. So, you know, every effort is being made, but it's it's the the million dollar question that I had experienced with my class recently was the mental health of not you know not doing some of the things that help you relieve your mental health like spinning or or working out I think those things it's a very big mental health challenge as well as just the physical requirements of being restricted that's for sure and um you know, and as far as a rural area, the, today I just saw it on the news, and then we'll go to Lloyd, because I'm really interested uh, to talk about her latest newsletter. It really knocked me for a loop. Um, the, this guy, you know, the, the dear president is visiting, I guess, um, I don't know, Texas. I think it's, um, I think it's Texas, but it could, could be Arizona. I'm not 100% sure. He's going to see the wall. That's, that's really highly important these days. But this reporter was out there in the middle of the desert where there is nobody and he was wearing a mask and and he said i'm wearing a mask because there's been two or three cases out here in the middle of nowhere in the dry heat of the desert so this this disease knows no borders um it just it's just everywhere so yeah, I mean, Lori, what do you think? Let's talk about, you know, you have a newsletter, and for those of you listening today, you can sign up at it at uh, lauriejohnsonpsychic.com, and that's spelled L-A-U-R-I-E, Johnson, J-O-H-N-S-O-N. Lori, what's going on? Like, what is this? I've heard that, you know, this is this is a way of toppling, you know, from when we go to, from the, what is it, the Aquarian to the Piscean, or the Piscean to the Aquarian, whatever that is. I've, I've heard that it's toppling the medical industry, it's toppling the government, it's, it's a, a lesson in the universe in oneness, you know, because we're all at risk. Let's talk about some of the lessons that, that are being taught here, and then let's get into your newsletter. Okay. Um, the lessons, basically, the coronavirus is tip of the iceberg of changes that are going on for us this year. Just as a quick recap. Um, in the least amount of change that we're dealing with, 2,000 years that ended in 2012 within astrology, considered the Piscean Age, which meant that the constellation of Pisces was influencing us in a grand scale over a 2,000-year period, like the planets do on your birth. Your birth chart has you know, Saturn in a certain place, and that influences that house that you're living in, blah, blah. 
So when you get into an age, it's 2,000 years of a major lesson, like a lesson for all of humankind. The last 2,000 years has been the lesson of, for the men, the male energy, to learn how to be a good authoritarian figure, a good father figure, um, a good leader. But it didn't really have that much of a soul to it. So it was basically the last 26,000 years of human development has been about developing me. It's all about what I need to find out for myself. And so the Piscean Age was a lot about the male finding out about me. That's the last single gender lesson that we have as a species. Now we're in the Aquarian Age that started in 2012, and this is the first time we're dealing with us. Lori, I'm just going to stop you for a moment because right now is a good time to thank our sponsor. Our sponsor is Wondery Plus, and you can start your 30-day free trial of Wondery Plus for ad-free listening, exclusive shows, binges, and early access in the new Wondery app. This is so exciting. There's a new Wondery app. You're going to want to download that app today. And the Wondery app is great because it's my favorite place to experience these Wondery shows. And Wondery is the team that brought you some of my favorite podcasts like Dr. Death and The Shrink Next Door, Business Wars, and so much more. And the one I want to talk to you about today is Blood Ties Season 2. It is totally yummy, totally binge-worthy, and it's a family drama story a la Succession with a murder twist like Dirty John. But this one's just as fun. So Blood Ties Season 2 is the newest Rundry Plus Early Access exclusive show. Now Josh Gad, Gillian Jacobs, and Dominic Monaghan star in Season 2 of this addictive drama series. It's totally binge-worthy. And Peter Richard is alive, and his only son, Michael, knows the truth. This new installment uncovers disturbing relevations and takes us on a wild ride. With their family legacy on the line, they must come together to answer an important question. Money? Or the truth. Now, if this sounds good to you, go to Wondery Plus and download the Wondery Plus app. You can start your 30-day free trial of Wondery Plus for ad-free listening, exclusive zones, binges, and early access. The new Wondery app, you're going to love it. So download the app today. Now, Lori, we were talking about, you know, the Aquarian and the Piscean age, and I'd really like you to kind of give us an overview. Everything is about balance and harmony, communication, Humankind, not mankind, which makes a difference, even though people are bitching at me by saying, you know, you don't say mankind because that means everybody. And I'm going, well, I'm not a man, so it doesn't really include me. Humankind includes everybody. And that's where we're going, the me versus the us. So we're moving into us. And we've had opportunities to get this because this energy started actually in the late 1800s and 1938 and the 60s, obviously, with the big movements that were going on there. And we've had, since 2012, the opportunity, the lessons that are put in our face to choose to change. And if we didn't, we get this year. This is the single hardest year we are going to have in our lifetime this time because it is the brick wall. We stop. We have to deal with what's going on. And again, the virus and the physical things that are happening are just tip of the iceberg because everything else that is changing us is vibrational and cellular and energetic. But it gets our attention, it gets us to focus on something, and what it's there for is to break a rhythm that we are so used to, we don't even know we're in. And a lot of the rhythm is, basically the last couple hundred years, have been very much about, you know, the industrial and um, 
economic growth, everything is more important, especially in the United States. It's the bigger, harder, stronger, faster. And we've gotten so out of balance with ourselves and with the earth that we need this hard stop. And the hard stop is going to continue until we get it. But we've got quite a few astrological events, but also energetic events that are happening throughout this year because, you know, we talk about, you know, all the year has been hard so far and every month seems like it's a year unto itself, but we're just getting warmed up. We didn't really start the difficulty, or I would say the more profound change until the end of April. Summer is harsh. Um, We have a second wave of the coronavirus to get our attention because the first wave didn't really do it. We will have a third wave coming probably about mid-November, because that's cold and flu season where it's really going to take off, at least as far as I'm seeing. So what this is doing is getting our attention and breaking patterns for us that we were comfortable in, but no longer will serve us as humanity. And it's karmic on an individual scale, on everybody who is sick, on everybody who dies, on everybody who is dealing with this with their own fear, like you talk with the mental health. It's about bringing us back almost to like a zero point so that we can start again without having every single thing fall apart. People are thinking it's falling apart now because of how the government is falling apart and how the medical industry is not medical as in healing, but medical as in a business. Mm -hmm. And they're missing the fact that the worst that we could get is Puerto Rico after the hurricane. That's where we could be and we're not. So having to stay home and deal with mental health is completely different than not having running water, not having television, not having electricity, not even being able to get gas to go anywhere. So it's like, you know, smack upside the head. Well, that's, you know, that's a funny thing because, you know, I, not funny, haha, but my, my family and my household, Lori, and for listeners is multi-generational. You know, we've got my 87 year old dad, you know, you've got my 13 year old kid at the, at the bottom, you know, and all these things in between. And, you know, my dad has talked very freely at the dinner table about what it was like to live during World War II and, and, you know, some of the isolation and some of the things, you know, but for most of us, us, this is the most isolation we've ever experienced in a lifetime. Yeah, but it also gets our attention on what we're thinking about. We've been going through things, again, like just innately, okay, I get to do this, and I get to drive here, and I get to buy this. The reality check is that we are all part of the same energy, and when we separate and go into ourselves, we realize that more than when we're just going on with our lives. And I know it's hard, but it's, again, in comparison to where it could be, which people are really not getting. And I understand in the United States, we don't really have, in a general sense, people in poverty, people without as much as there are in certain areas, but basically in other parts of the world. So we're getting a reality check, and we've had a lot of privilege But the point is to be aware of the privilege with gratitude and not just take advantage of it, because when we take advantage of it, it feeds ego, and then ego builds into all this, this is mine, and I'm right, and you're wrong, as opposed to the energy that we're in. I mean, the important thing to remember is that the Aquarian age has already come in. That vibe, the vibe that is now in charge or influencing the earth, this is a unity vibe. This is an awareness of us as spiritual beings, not just as physical beings, of doing right and left hemispheres of the brain. It's been left hemisphere logic all this time for at least 2,000 years, and now we're moving into things being equal with the creativity and the spirituality of the right side of the brain. So everything is evening out and balancing out, and as we're doing that, if we don't get with that program, we get a really hard life coming after the end of December this year. 
But Laurie, it's really interesting. So we have the virus, which is, you know, affecting humankind. Um, and it's really about health and wellness and all kinds of health, all, you know, spiritual, emotional, physical. And then on the other side, which is fighting it, is the economic part of it. Because so many people have, you know, lost their jobs and their livelihoods because every uh, because of the shutdown and many small businesses won't be reopening. And a lot of people, even when they can go back to work, are relying on the government because the government is sending money and they're making more money um, by not working than they were when they're working. But, you know, that's going to run out too. And then they're going to say, oh my God. It's amazing how people just sort of slide along until they're at the precipice. And then yeah, it's like, wow, what do I do now? Because nobody's going to take care of me. I have to take care of myself. Yeah, and that's the point. And I don't mean that it's the point that we're all going to have an economic problem, but it's the point that, especially in the United States, we don't look at survival mechanisms. We don't look that we can survive on a hell of a lot less than what we've already got. So we don't look at the expanse of what's really good and what's really bad because we've been in this middle zone of everything being fine for us. But we can survive. I mean, we, we can survive a lot worse than this. But also, there's another thing going on here. This is why it's so important this year and the next couple of years is that we've got um, a 248-year anniversary of the beginning of the United States. All countries, all civilizations have a 248-year cycle. That's the Pluto cycle of when they were as if coming into power before there is a challenge to that power. And the only civilizations that have lasted longer have lasted a multiple of 248, like the Romans or the Egyptians or the Chinese. And it keeps going, but we're at this point of being able to decide who we really are. You know, when the United States was formed, we really didn't get our identity until we had the Civil War, and then we knew who we were. We're back at that point, not for the Civil War. We're not going to have a war here. But the idea of redefining who we are and not just going by what other people have said and then what people on top of them said, because we're, we're not dealing with reality. Sometimes when you have a reality check and then you get beyond that, you build from what's beyond that and beyond that and beyond that. You don't deal with the original reality. That's where we've gone. We've gotten so far away from our base of who we are as human beings in the United States, who we are as the United States, that we're getting that Godsmack right now for us to pay attention. And that kind of runs until like 2024. Then we have another shift that goes on that basically the kind of structure that we've been living in has to come down but it doesn't have to fall down completely so that we are destitute and we don't know who we are because the United States is the leader of where we're going in the Aquarian age, but we got to get ourselves straight first. But Lori, now, I mean, we are such a country divided. I mean, is there any chance with everything that's going on that we are going to kind of unite and know that we have a sole purpose is to, is to, recreate the, the country and, and, and everybody in it the way it was meant to be with more kindness and, and love and all of that. It just seems like now an impossibility because of, of what you see every day on the news. Oh, but yes, that's, it, it's exciting because we're in the middle of it, but it is guaranteed, 100% guaranteed that we come out of this. 
I mean, maybe not from the politicians and stuff. That doesn't matter because the whole political world has to be shaken up also because it's about this year truth being revealed, and that means corruption and lies being revealed as we are seeing and we have been seeing all year. But yes, the Aquarian Age vibe is already here. We can't miss it. We're fighting right now because we still have a lot of Piscean Age holdouts, which basically mean people who are afraid because we don't know. I mean, they don't feel the answers to what's going on. And we've gotten very used to being able to program our success for the next five, 10 years with visioning and not putting anything against that. But we try to plan and control where our future is going to be. The lesson for this year is to lean back, let go, let God, the angelic energy around us, helping us get into that Aquarian age vibe. All of that stuff is there. So it's kind of like in looking at where the future of the country is going to be or where the election is going to be, or if we're going to have a war, all of that stuff is transition stuff. It's shaking things up to get rid of the negativity, to get rid of those who are stuck. And I don't mean they're going to get kicked off the planet. That's not the point. To get rid of that power. The vibe of the Aquarian Age is very high and it's very fine. And um, it's, it's really quite beautiful because it is about that harmony energy. That doesn't go away. The Earth vibes at that. We have to match it as human beings. Human beings have this wonderful, wonderful opportunity naturally within us that we vibrate we match the vibration of the most fixed vibrational object near us. This is why crystal healing works, because crystals don't change their vibes, but human beings can. So if you have a problem with your liver, you put a crystal on that that deals with that, and our liver starts to vibe to that level. So what we're doing now, especially coming into the end of the year, there's a, an event on December 21st that kind of clears away all the energy from this year and starts us in the true Aquarian path. But that path is already set. We're already in the energy. And people are fighting so hard right now because they're terrified that they don't know where they're going. And especially the male energy that has been in charge for 2,000 years doesn't have a clue on who their identity is coming into the Aquarian age. Because if they're not in charge, if they're not more important, if they can't control things, and if they don't control the money or everybody around them, they don't know what to do. So the fighting, the stress, the chaos that is going on right now is events that are putting themselves in front of us to get us to learn a lesson and then the reaction that we have from a lot of scared people. But it is inevitable. It is 100% inevitable that we get to that peace and harmony. It may not be at the end of this year, but the energy shifts so that that becomes the norm rather than the Piscean age power over the difference. Piscean age is power over Aquarian age is power within. We all need to be human beings, not just a good man, not just a good woman, a good human being. It doesn't matter who we are, where we come from, the color, the gender, the religion. Are we good human beings? That's the test going into the end of the year. And it is incredibly positive. But, you know, there's always a fight before we get there because we've got to break down standards that have been in place for a long time. Lori, in your newsletter, you also talked about the vaccines and even just the flu vaccine that, we're, that we get every every fall just for the you know ordinary flu, um, and that's all you hear now is about the vaccine, the vaccine, the vaccine. Um, but we don't know when it's coming. We don't know if it's going to be effective. We don't know if everybody can take it. You know, is it going to be for all ages? So to tell us what you see about that, and how, and where is your information coming from? Um. Basically, from the energies that work with me, I have got guides, angels, and ancestors that work with me in giving when I'm giving readings that they channel information for the person that I'm reading for. And then when I get the same message for like multiple people over a period of time, like I read 
for somebody, you know, they're all in different parts of the world or the country, and the same message comes through, then I pay attention to that. As in, I have somebody calling and saying, okay, well, I've got a vacation plan in August. Am I going to be able to go? And the energy says, no, don't do that. You're not going to do it. It's not going to be safe. So I get timing based on that and then two other people calling for the same thing in like July and August. Can I go on vacation? And the messages come through. It kind of gives me timing and gives me how the energy is running. And also when I start and I write the newsletters, I'm also channeling energy as that goes through. So guides, angels, and ancestor, higher source, however you want to look at it. It's not me and my opinion. It is the information that I'm getting from on high. So regarding the vaccine, um, that's not going to be a solution for this one. The way that the rhythm shows to me is that second wave coming now, and it's going to last through summer, no matter what anybody says about the hot weather being able to kill it, that's not going to make any difference. Because as you said, it's everywhere. On one level, every single person on the planet is already infected, but not everybody needs to have the symptoms. It's just like it's now part of our DNA. The hard part about that is it makes it easier for us to get sick with the regular cold or the regular flu and it will make it harder for us to get rid of that and probably bring pneumonia a lot easier. But everybody's infected if you don't already have it and aren't like near somebody who is really infected with the high level of it. You're really not going to get sick because you already have it. Um, the vaccine, there will be a vaccine-ish that will be forced to come sooner than it's ready. Probably not until after the beginning of the year. Um, and there will be people that will be lining up to take it, and it will not work. Um, and unfortunately, it will probably kill a couple of people before they stop using it. Um, like SARS, I do not believe there is going to be a vaccine for this at all. But I also feel that by spring of next year, this will burn itself out and just not be here anymore, um, which is like a little over a year of it being here and shaking us up. There's not going to be a vaccine, although they will try to push one, and there will be a lot of pushback of people saying, you've got to take it, it's the government mandate that you've got to take it, and then it's killing people, and then they'll pull that back. The other thing about the cold and flu vaccine is that every single time the cold and flu comes back in a new year, it's a mutated version of what it was before. The vaccine that they are giving, that they're offering, is based on the version from last year. And it isn't necessarily effective. In fact, most of the time it's not effective for what's coming in. The coronavirus has already mutated twice. It will mutate again before we get into the cold and flu season. And then it will just be gone. So it's just a matter of it's trying to get our attention. The karmic purpose of it is also to show the faults within pretty much everything, within the insurance companies, within the medical system, with the government, with everything. It's giving us an opportunity to examine things in a way that, you know, the only way that to get people's attention sometimes is have to be illness. I know I've read for people who they don't want to get the memo at all. They don't want to wake up. They don't want to do anything. And the energy goes for them that if you don't pay attention when the lessons are put in front of you, the lessons will go inside and affect you physically because sometimes that's the only way to get your attention. Do you think that they okay. might have a couple, not the vaccine, but a couple of of drugs that, or, or, or therapies that if you get it, um, especially if you're older, you know, you're not gonna, you're not gonna die. Um, you might get sick, but you know, they're, they're, I think they're learning more about it as, as we go, but, um, but the point of this is also, I'm sorry to be so rude about this, but the point of it is also that there is a lot of death. There are a lot of older people um, who 
don't know how to let go. They don't know the natural rhythm of life, death, and rebirth anymore. Part of that is because a lot of people who either were alive during World War II or even going back further were alive or were raised by people who survived the Great Depression. So the idea is you survive, you survive, you survive. That's, that's it. You just make it through. So they've got this as an innate part of their body that they just have to survive. And then modern medicine has kept people alive a lot longer than their natural state um, because a lot of the people that are older, whether they're in coronavirus or not, if you took away their drugs, they wouldn't be around. Yeah. And the other thing is that we've had organized religion that um, a lot of it teaches that when you die, if you didn't do what the leader of the church or the organization said, you're going to have a hard time. You're either going to not exist or God's going to punish you or whatever. So we've got a couple of things that are going on that people have forgotten that it's not a fearful thing to pass. It's not a fearful thing to go into the next realm and choose where you're going to go next when you reincarnate. That's not a fearful thing, but we have become very afraid of it because of all these things. Isn't and it? with the medical community, it's gotten more about how much money we make by having everybody on drugs all the time. So there's a lot of imbalance going on with this. And yet, you are right, though, with the way that people are learning about it in the medical community, the people who are doing the best that they can to help everybody survive, that they are learning a lot more. But there aren't going to be any drugs, I'm sorry to say, that are going to relieve this because the whole purpose of it is to get our attention. And it's doing that. But isn't it interesting, you have this whole, you know, different level still, same divide still, like you you know, the three of us and, you know, millions of other people realize this isn't just what you see or re you're reading the newspaper. It's, it, there is lessons involved in this. There's a reason for this beyond the obvious of what you see every day. But so many people are not looking for that. They're just saying, oh my God, what's happening? But they don't realize why it's happening. And, and I yeah. guess- the people that are running around without the mask and saying I'm tougher than the virus and and whatever uh, it, it just blows me away that people are not paying deeper deeper attention to it yeah but that's also on an individual level on an individual karmic level that's where their journey is yeah. Meaning this is big karma for, you know, the entire species on the planet. It's big karma for every country, for every community, and for every individual. Um, and it isn't that you have, to get, you have to get coronavirus and die for the karma to be there. It's a lesson. It is showing us how to kind of get back to who we are, who we are as an individual in a relationship, in a city, in a community, in a country, in every country. It's who we are on an individual basis and it's stripping away everything else to make us focus on that and again you know i've said this before in other programs we've got a lot of young souls on the planet um usually we do not have as many young souls as we do now but because this time is so significant in being able to complete karma and finish a lot of things and set up your lives from now on there are a lot of young souls that come in and they're the ones that are having the hardest time and they're screaming like little kids because they are terrified and they came in, they thought it was going to be easier than it is, and they've shut down, and they're clogging the works for everybody else, and everybody who is not clogged is trying to help them to move forward. So there's just a lot of chaos that's going on, and I call this the summer of chaos, because that's exactly what it's going to be. People say, what's going to happen in August? I go, well, it depends on how people get their stuff together. Yeah. Everybody's reacting in their own way. I, I met uh, a neighbor of mine the other day. He was in the park with his dog. And I said, how's your, you know, how's your wife doing? And she said, 
he she hasn't been able to get out of bed in four months she's so terrified mm -hmm. she you know yeah. she's just she's just terrified and now she's going you know to a psychologist to try to work it out but you know it, it just grabbed her and um and it wouldn't let go well it's it's deeper, that's the thing, it's deeper than the virus itself, again, tip of the iceberg here. The stuff that is changing is literally like we are walking on an earthquake every single day. The earth herself, the vibration is leveling up every day. So if you know how to do that and you meditate and you get in, in harmony with the earth, the next day you're not because she leveled up. This is getting us into that higher vibe to be able to understand things from a completely different perspective, to see things in a bigger way, to take us out of the me you know there's a natural growth within human beings when they're young they discover who they are by being in that little ego state for a while and throwing their energy and their me it's all about me for a while until they learn who they are by getting that bounce back the reaction of them throwing their ego out so this is the time when the earth said i can't afford to have you guys learn this anymore we'll learn it in again that hard stop so, so pe people being terrified the coronavirus is there to give us something physical to be terrified about, but basically it's because nobody knows where this is going. I mean, you know, I kind of see where it is, but I'm saying mostly people do not know that this is all going to be okay, but it's not going to be okay the way it was. It's a new normal. It's going to be a new age. They're talking about that, the Aquarian age, whether you know what that means. It still is new energy, and it's foreign because the cool thing is we have never had it on the planet before. This is brand new. It is not based on anything that where we've been or how we have been. This is brand new. It's our next evolution. And as conscious beings, it's kind of scary to be conscious of your evolution as it's happening to you in the moment. So is, is coronavirus going to affect the elections in November? Um, yes and no. Um, I feel that the there will be like a lull. Uh, we'll seem to get a hold on the coronavirus or um, there will be a natural lull that comes probably around end of September, the solstice on the 22nd of September. And from then until mid-November, um, I think that it will kind of, you will see the numbers lessen, you will see new infections lessen completely, and people will not exactly trust it after the summer. But I do feel that um, if people are using coronavirus as a reason to affect the election, then there's not going to be a lot of basis for that. Um, so I think that the biggest problem with the election is that if it doesn't go a certain way, um, that there's going to be a fight over who is president as opposed to who is actually elected. Yeah, you talked about that in your newsletter. Um, and people have been saying that for a while, that um, even if, if, if the president loses, he, <laughs> and he, he, won't leave, he won't leave the White House. No, he won't. He won't. Well, I mean, he will. If he is not reelected, he will leave the White House in one way or another, but he's going to fight to hold on to it, even though I do believe he is going to lose the popular vote, and I do believe he's going to lose the electoral vote. But that doesn't matter because, you know, he's been leading us, um, even though it might not seem like it to a lot of people that it's been very positive, but it is by showing us what we need to clear up. You know, every time he says something that people know is a lie or know it's absolutely absurd, it's not the point for him to say it, you know, for us to go, oh, yeah, that's crazy. We're not going to do anything. It's supposed to shake people up because, again, he is lying. I don't mean to, like, disrespect him, but he lies a lot because this is about him. 
And if you look at it from a bigger point of view, he is there for the purpose of getting everybody united, not necessarily united around him. Right. I mean, I'm just going to jump in and say the most miraculous thing, you know, like them, love them, hate them, is that my teenagers come over with their friends and they're sitting around the pool and they're talking public policy. They're talking, you know, last night, Zachary and his friends came over and we watched something on Netflix, you know, and he really, in all honesty, we were having a discussion on why in this, this TV show, was it not okay for there to be same sex couple, then there was a thruple, then there was a guy who was single. And, you know, then there was a couple who was uh, childless by choice, you know, kind of representing the gamut of what what families can look like. And it was a beautiful thing when my younger one looked at one of his friends, he's like, why do people care so much? Like it's none of their business. Are they hurting anybody? These are happy families. Wouldn't you want happy parents rather than unhappy parents forced to live in a certain situation? And I, I just marveled at it because you know, when we look at this next generation and I get to see the, the you know, the 16-year-old and the, the, you know, 13-year-old in my house having these discussions with their peers, and they truly are baffled by some of the beliefs that we carry. And when I look at our president who stands up and articulates some of those beliefs, that causes this huge ripple effect of discussion going, is that my belief? Is that okay? And do we want a world that includes that or not includes that? And that is what I think he is so powerful at doing, getting people to talk. Yeah, he's done a great job at that because he has revealed the truth by lying. Sure. And that's fine. I mean, you know, that's his journey. And, um, you know, he was chosen for this by a higher source to actually bring us together again, not the way he thinks though, but that's okay. It doesn't make any difference. He is incredibly effective. Right. And we couldn't be where we are right now as openly as we are right now without him. Right. He's a huge catalyst. I always say, you know, he's the poster child for almost everything that (laughs) that doesn't represent my beliefs and thoughts, but it's really fun because when he does say these things, and I believe he thinks they're true at the time he says them, but when he says these things, it causes me to re-examine and go, okay, what are you saying? And then more importantly, though, is what do I think about what you're saying? That's where I think the mobilization comes. You know, when you sit down and go, is there a part of me that agrees? Is there a part of me that disagrees? Getting us thinking, getting us talking. I look at him as a great catalyst for change in our country and maybe around the world. I don't know. Oh, no, it is very much around the world. Um, because even though people are are saying, you know, we don't respect the United States anymore and blah, 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 um, as soon as there is leadership that is actual leadership and not the catalyst, then, you know, we're going to be back in that situation where we are the leader and we get to be the leader because we have cleared out what doesn't work for ourselves better and faster than other countries. And that's why we're in such chaos now, because there's a lot of stuff to clean up. We can't stand in integrity if we have a lot of corruption underneath that surface. So what we're doing is cleaning up the corruption and not all of it's going to be gone, but the majority of it, or at least the lights are going to be shown. We still have a couple of years until the 2023, 24 transition, because that's the thing we're in this, 
what's going on now. The big heavy lifting is happening this year. Repercussions last until 2023, 24, maybe even into 25. But it's a whole new world, a whole new concept of how we're living. Kids coming in now are Aquarian age kids. They already think about equality as if that's the rule. They don't even think it's not supposed to be that way. It doesn't occur to them. Like your son, didn't occur to him that it's supposed to be different. That you know, right, there are that people we're supposed of, to divide by color. That we're supposed to divide and sort, you know, human beings. It's fun to watch the young generation come in with really an overwhelming sense of oneness. Yes, and when we get into the end of this year, after the December twenty-first time, then literally the way that they think is going to be the rule of thumb. Yeah, I mean. And it, their world we're, we're going to be visiting by then but right now we're not there yet <laughs> no but you can learn a lot from them you know from the from you know like when I coached the swim team this year Lori you know I spent a lot of time with these high schoolers and it was amazing to me to coach a swim team when I was raised in an era of if you didn't have a perfect body if you had fat hanging out of your suit like that was just a travesty you know that was just the end of the world and I remember standing up on the swim blocks thinking you know I'm so nervous like literally trying to suck in my thighs suck in my arms you know anything I could do and I would watch these young women and men on the swim team of all body shapes just show Mm -hmm. up and swim. And they're about, well, we're just here to do our best, our best time, our this. And, you know, if they were worried about it, they didn't say it. But I'll tell you, these girls jumped right up on the blocks. They got in position. I showed them how to do it. And they were off and running of every body shape you could imagine. And nobody said anything. Nobody, you know, there wasn't a hesitation. And I look at some of these changes that are being brought through of oneness, of acceptance, of, you know, different body types, different, different everythings. What a peaceful, tranquil world we could live in. And that's in the preamble of our Constitution. You know, our Constitution starts with we, the people of the United States, yeah. in order to form a more perfect union. It talks about yeah. justice and it talks about domestic tranquility. And you can see prior to all these changes how far we've come from that. Yeah, um, I'm working on an article uh, about things that have changed in the world, in the country since I was born. Most people think about history is from the time that they were born until the time that they die, and they can learn things by road about what happened beforehand, but it doesn't really get to them. But if you want to look at it, the number of things that have changed since 1953 and the acceleration of how that has been going up until now, it's literally like we've been plodding along and we get a change every couple hundred years or every hundred years, and then it gets sooner. We have had so much change happening while we're living it. It doesn't seem like it's a lot. But if you do in comparison to what has happened in the last even 200 years, this is like we are running as fast as we possibly can. And it's exciting to see that this is going on and the kids coming in. It's like already they're at the end of the race and they see where things are going to go. And their hard part is going to be unlearn everything that was taught to them when there were Piscean age teachers that were in charge. Like I think just, just in, in like we look at our generation, just the speed of communication, the speed of everything. You know, I think about, you know, when I was in college and, you know, I got my first computer when I was in second grade and then I got my first, like, you know, big 
processing computer when I was in college. And, you know, when I started at Disney and CVS and how everybody was so excited about this fax machine and, you know, how fast <laughs> that was. And you could get these contracts in real estate, you know, they could get there that day and you didn't have to courier them versus now, you know, it's like communication at the speed of light. But one yeah. of the things that I noticed in Corona, since Corona, is that especially in social media, a lot of that virulent, like just bombastic, I can't even think of the right word for it, a vitriolic hatred that was seething in social media seems to have laid down. And I see people being more supportive. I see them being kinder. I see them being gentler with people. Uh, even when people post something that's incredibly insensitive and offensive, people just kind of turn the page. Yeah. Yeah, well, we're getting the memo on that. Um, the cool thing about the Aquarian Age, one of the 5,000 things that's cool about the Aquarian Age, this is an air sign. Um, if you look at the visual of that, it's a, a water bearer by a river, and so people think that it's a water sign, which is all about emotion, but the air sign is about communication, and the little wavy lines that represent Aquarius are not water lines. They are through the airwaves. So getting into the Aquarian age means that communication, especially through the airwaves, especially through everything that we do is digital right now, and it's going further. The really cool thing about this is this is preparing for us, and this is like a really leap, big leap, but this is preparing for us for part of our evolution is that we are all already psychic, but we never were taught that that was what we needed to develop in many cases, because you know, you're the devil if you do that, but we are all psychic and this is something that we all have an availability to either develop or to understand within ourselves. So the cell phones and the communication, this instant communication is basically the primer for us to be able to communicate without the need for electronics through the airwaves. This is not happening in the next 500 years, but this is how we are moving and everything that is happening with the electronics, with the digital, this is just moving us faster into our natural evolution and then if you can not necessarily read somebody's mind or communicate with them at a distance, but we're starting to be able to be um, empathetic towards somebody else and be able to see, especially with, you know, the, um, the Internet, to be able to see what somebody's life is like across the world that we never got to see before. And it gives perspective. You know, if you don't get to travel all over the world and see that for yourself, you can communicate with somebody who is living there and they can have opinions and and you can trade and discover what it's like elsewhere. And the more that you know, the more empathetic you are. Well, and that's backed up by brain science. I've been recently reading a book on ad advents in brain science. And one of the things that they've noticed is that certain regions of the brain, they did this test where they put people on either coast in the United States and they put electrodes to this guy's head. And then at different times they had this person in California, think about that person, just think about them. And they found mm. that there were certain activation and light ups in the structure of the brain that responded to this person thinking now they don't know why or how, or, you know, but it's at the forefront of going, you know, there's so much we don't know about what, what our brains can do as receivers and senders, and then what we can do with, with alternate energies or like Elizabeth Joyce, I did a show with her about like six extra chakras that, that, you know, we have when everybody only works on like the basic seven. Yeah. Well, there's a, um, the human body, our 
who we are is made up of seven levels. Only three of them are physical. Um, there's an energetic thing, and this is one of the things that I can see when I'm reading for people. And, you know, like yesterday, there was somebody really, really, really worried about her husband because he had shut down. He's having a hard time with the changes that are going on right now. And she didn't feel any connection, but she was like expecting him to behave a certain way. And so she was throwing energy at him with that she wanted him to behave better. She wanted him. There was a lot of um, a pull, a desire that was really deep and kind of on a survival level for her, and he had shut all that stuff down. But he can feel that. You can feel that. If you're standing next to somebody who's really, really, really angry and you don't know them, you're still affected by that. You can feel that. That works at a distance that's an energy thing. There's no limitation. It doesn't matter if you're in a, a, an ironclad room. It doesn't make any difference. It's energy. It cuts through that stuff. Yeah. So we're all becoming more sensitive to it, or I would just say be more aware to it. Because it isn't that we never had this before. We were just never aware of it, because that's not stuff that's taught in the Piscean Age. That's okay. We needed to get to a certain point in order to be able to go on and learn the stuff. I mean, you know, even in kids, you don't give fifth graders algebra or advanced math, they have to get there. We are at that point where we can open that door. And the thing about science and the logic of science is when this energy comes in, this Aquarian age energy of using the right hemisphere of the brain, science numbers have a color, they have a tune, they have an energy to them that is not just that black and white binary situation. We're learning that. So all science has its own soul. It has not behaved like that so far. And, um, you know, putting down anything you don't understand, that's going to be less of that and more of let's prove something that we don't know anything about. So energy and the way that people use energy and express it mostly completely unconsciously is really going to be part of how we grow up now. Well, as you said, it's, going to be, it's a very interesting time to be alive, uh, that's for sure, and to think. Um, because this was in your newsletter as well, and, and I kind of think that this will probably come to be, that in the not-too-distant future, we may have a black female president of the United States. Yep. You want me to talk about that? Well, yeah, and I'd like to see, how about, Liz, I'd like to see one of the Bratz dolls become president of the United States, because the Bratz dolls were specifically designed after Barbie to be not one gender, not one race, not one anything. You, you couldn't really tell what they were and they were to represent the melting pot. I'd like to see a whole melting pot candidate that we don't know what box to check. Wouldn't that be marvelous? That is eventual. That's going to happen because we're all getting there. I mean, there's a lot more um, interracial marriage now than there ever has been. And sometimes you can see somebody and not tell what their race is um, or the combination of things are. And that's going to be, it's not about, okay, what is your gender? What is your race? It's about what do you bring into the table here? That's what we're going through. But what I see is that even though it might not seem like it's going to happen or there are polls, I'm not talking about the logic because the logic is part of that Piscean age. We're holding on to that. And it's not taking into consideration that the Aquarian age energy has already hit, that this is not about let's get used to it. This is about you go there or you don't. And if you don't, you become obsolete, which means that your opinion doesn't matter. Your influence doesn't matter after the end of the year. But what we're going into is... We need to have at this moment, just for the, where the consciousness of the people are, as far as I can see, we need to have that father figure because that also represents where the Piscean Age came from. The wise old man is always representing the God figure here. 
it's always a wise old man, usually with a beard, that is perceived as the great spiritual leader. And so we need uh, an older male energy to make people comfortable. And we've got like the abusive father with our president, and we've got the kinder, gentler father with Biden. I believe that Biden will choose a woman of color for a vice president, even though they're arguing about that. And I heard this morning that they were talking about Elizabeth Warren still has a really very strong following. Nothing against Elizabeth Warren. She's not the right person, only because she's white and because with her age, not that, you know, she's going to die in office, whatever, but with her age, no matter how forward thinking she is, the base of her thinking is more Piscean age. Yeah. She's got a lot of incredible policies, and she would be wonderful, but not at this time. We need a woman of color, because a woman of color has had to fight against certain odds in order to get where she is. Any of the people who are being considered now are going to be tremendous, no matter what happens. But a woman of color has a certain background, understands things from a certain point of view that no single white man or woman can really get. And we are all an amalgamation of everybody. And this white supremacy crap is not going to last. So Biden winning with a woman of color, and then according to the Tecumseh curse, which I will bring up here, which is um, that in every election that happens in a 20-year or a zero-year, that the president who is elected dies in office. My feel is that on a karmic level, Joe Biden needs to win personally, meaning that there is a karmic completion for him to be president of the United States. But he doesn't need to stay. He doesn't need to rule. He doesn't need to be there for the entire four years. He just needs to win. That's a completion of his karma. And then I believe that he will die of natural causes. This will not be an assassination. This will not be coronavirus. This will not be a violent thing. And then that woman of color will step in and she will be one of the best presidents we have ever had. Well, if that's something to look forward to, I must say. That yeah, is- it's kind of weird because, you know, um, no matter how Trump is doing or how you like him or not like him, the point is that he has done it so well, we don't need those lessons anymore. Now it's time to graduate. And if we're going to graduate and this age is going to take over as strongly as I believe and feel that it is, then we're not going to pussyfoot around how it's going to change or how we're going to have leadership for change. Well, I just have to say, Laurie, I mean, you've been on this show uh, so many times for so many years and, you know, way before any of this happened, uh, you were you were spot on on what you saw coming. And uh, even, you know, even the Me Too and, you know, just the the changes that have happened in the last four or five years have been phenomenal. And you were talking about them before they happened. So, so you know, obviously you've, you've got a really good pipeline. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I sit here and I question it sometimes. It's like, you know, this is just off the wall sometimes. But, and I get a lot of people that are calling and saying, oh, well, you know, Trump is going to have to be president because he's still good. You know, he's still doing this and the world isn't going to do this and the world is going to do that. I'm going, yeah, but that's listening to what's happening now and not taking into consideration. We are so not done with this year. Summer of chaos. I mean, really freaking summer of chaos. There is a lot more change that is going to happen. um, And it's going to scare the crap out of us because if that's the only thing that's going to happen to get our attention, it will get our attention again, as strong as it needs to be in order to get everybody on the same page. But 
you know, the way that I look at it is like, this can't be happening. And then every single time I question it, I get another message like, shut up and just talk about what do you, what we're already giving you. Now for a sneak peek into the Wondery Plus Early Access Show, Blood Ties Season 2. Download the Wondery app and start your 30-day free trial of Wondery Plus to listen now. You can't keep a great man down! They're still out there, huh? Oh, yeah. You think they'll ever stop attacking Dad like that? You know, uh, maybe the driver should take us in through the garage. Why? Al, they're not attacking Dad. They're protesting the lawsuits. They're protesting against the women. They're protesting against you. What? Every time these people go to the doctor or the drugstore, whose logo do they see? Dads, who built the synthetic valve that's keeping their parents alive? Dad, you threaten his company, they feel like you're threatening their health. There, there, there she is! You traitor! You bitch! Fucking bitch! We hope you enjoyed this sneak peek into Wondery Plus Early Access Show, Blood Ties Season 2. So start your free 30-day trial at Wondery Plus and enjoy ad-free listening, exclusive shows, binges, and early access in the new Wondery app. Download the app today. From New York City to Los Angeles, Powered Up Talk Radio is giving women of all ages permission to live the life they'd always dreamed of. Each week, Powered Up Talk Radio explores innovative ways to stay focused in a world that's experiencing dramatic changes. Find out who you are, discover your purpose, and challenge yourself to be all you can be. 